0: welcome to the spotlight series I'm Taylor Tompkins your news editor here at the University Star and I'm here with place Two City Council candidate Tom Prentice. how are you doing today
1: well I'm doing okay
0: good good Um, I'm just gonna jump right into this my first question for you is why what made you want to run for City Council
1: well I ran last year and I am running this year for council I didn't run against Mayor Guerrero last year and I'm not running against Jude Prather or Mason Murphy. I'm, I'm running to raise issues that have not been raised, and, and one of them is democracy. Uh, democracy is comatose in uh, the United States, and uh, I was sorry to find that it's comatose here, and so I think there needs to be more elbow room. I also ran to talk about the verboten word, the word not mentioned in the 2012 elections at all by anybody, and that's capitalism. We need to talk about capitalism. You know, this growth and development is capitalism. The tentacles of Wall Street slither all the way here into San Marcos and is just absolutely uh, pushing uh, growth that um, is not good for the neighborhoods and uh, that may make San Marcos into a bedroom community like Kyle or Buda. And I asked, do we want to be that way? Uh, Another verboten word that wasn't raised last year at all, that's another reason why I ran, is uh, global warming. Neither uh, Romney nor Obama said anything about global warming, and yet we are experiencing global warming's effects right here, right now, in San Marcos. And I think that every development decision is a global warming decision. You know, uh, why can't we put solar on new commercial and residential developments? Why couldn't we buy acreage and make a wind farm? Uh, Why couldn't we have the new neighborhoods and these just horrific-looking student apartment complexes uh, developed around a central green kind of thing to improve the quality of life for the students and for the neighbors? Uh, And I'm not talking about pocket parks, but these... uh, on. around uh, yarrington road i think i would find it just extremely difficult to to live there because there there's no green um i disagree with this uh fees for trees program we need to be planting more trees if we don't have more trees to absorb the carbon that we are constantly expelling via exxon mobil and bp and the rest of them you know, these developers need to be planting more trees. In fact, we need to have a general tree planting. We need to be more green and more sustainable. And uh, I also assert that economic uh, development uh, is not necessarily growth like in apartments and residential neighborhoods, but we need to pay attention to the hometown San Marcos folk. 38%, which is a horrific, high number of the people of San Marcos are below the poverty line. That's nearly twice Texas and Texas is pretty bad. What is the city of San Marcos doing, you know, if we're going to bring in uh, Apple computer or Amazon, are they going to bring jobs to the 38% under the poverty line? Uh, why don't we have a strong ACC presence here for the 38% to get educated and trained? Uh, what are we doing about uh, these folks? And I would say that, that one quarter of the you know if you if you follow me, one quarter of that 38% are families headed by a single female uh, with kids, and then it percentage differs, but kids either under 18 or under five, and they're under the poverty level at a time when there are uh, proposals from um, Barack Obama and from uh, the Republicans in Congress to cut food stamps, to cut Medicaid, to cut social uh, programs to, to sever the social contract Uh, I think we need to pay attention to the folks like those, and we need to pay attention to hometown San Marcos. I, I, you know, all this attention is catering to the uh, Wall Street uh, slithering tentacle developers and banks, but it's not paying attention to the people who uh, own homes and have lived here for a long time, or like me, have only lived here for less than three years. Um, A simple thing, as an example, is I find it very difficult to. Give directions to people to get to my house, and one reason I do uh, is because there are no San Marcos city streets named on uh, the three interior highway department signs for uh, Hopkins, Guadalupe, and I think it's Wonderworld. Now, Aquarina is named, Yarrington's named, McCarty's named, but. Uh, I've only got numbers to guide people. We'll go on 80 to 21, or, or turn left on Hopkins and uh, go to Moore Street, which doesn't have a street sign, and turn right there, that's Ranch Road 12, which doesn't have a street sign. You know, uh, I, I, I don't, th- there's a fundamental collapse, I think, in the institutions of society, capitalism, and government. If these simple kind of things uh, cannot be taken care of at the federal, state, or local level, and and so I'm raising these issues and saying, what can we do about the poor? How can we help them? Uh, And how can we try to to stop or mitigate global warming? And let's, you know, plant a whole lot more trees.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You kind of touched on this beginning of that answer of that question, um, you're running against an incumbent, Jude Prather, and then uh, Mason Murphy, who has never held office here. How do you think that's affected your campaign, and how do you think that will affect the election?
1: Well, I have great respect for uh, Councilmember Jude Prather, who I find to be a thoughtful council member, and I have great respect for Mason Murphy, who uh, does such uh, excellent work here at Texas State, to um, counsel students uh, with respect to careers and uh, I think Mason Murphy has already by his presence at city council and other places has certainly served the public interest and uh, Mr. Prather has uh, certainly served. I'm not running against them I'm just simply running for council because at some point somewhere I mean the American Revolution started in little teeny tiny towns called Williamsburg charlottesville and lexington and concord and this think globally act locally you know i can't do anything about the federal reserve <laughs> or exxon Mobil, you know or this horrible war on women uh, rick perry abortion uh bill i can't do anything about that but i can run for council and i can raise issues that are not being raised
0: absolutely um you also, and you kind of mentioned this as well, ran for mayor last year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that that's affected your campaign at all for a place, too?
1: I, I have no way of knowing because this year and last year I am running on less than $500. In mm-hmm. fact, so far I've spent $38 this year. And uh, I'm not doing polling, I'm not block walking, I'm not phone banking, I don't have signs polluting the urban atmosphere and the suburban atmosphere. I'm not doing a conventional campaign. This is an unconventional campaign to raise awkward issues and uh, to ask awkward and inconvenient questions and to try and get people to think, uh, well, more broadly about the. Uh, web, if I can use that word, we're always told, you know, about the world wide web and life is a web in that, uh, what was that Elton John, Lion King movie, you know, uh, well, everything is linked somehow, and somehow we have forgotten, or we can't see, or, or uh, we can't perceive those links, and so I would like to uh, try and present those kinds of issues to folks, and Um, and, and hope that we can raise consciousness and, you know, make significant changes starting, you know, at the local level.
0: Is that why you run your campaign on such a minimal financial scale?
1: Oh, yes. I think money has to come out of the campaigns. The only winner in the presidential race of 2012 was money. Obama had money, Romney had money, and one set of money beat the other set of money and we've got to get rid of Citizens United, we've got to get rid of corporate personhood, uh, we, we've got to take the, the, the money out of uh, politics if we're gonna have a prayer of resuscitating anything approaching a democracy. I mean, we have nothing but a sham democracy. I consider the presidential and other elections last year, except for the one I ran in, uh... to have been a sham uh... a spectacle to make us think that actually maybe uh... you know there is democracy here and this fake uh... government shutdown budget crisis debt ceiling thing was yet another distraction uh, away from wall street we've got to keep our eye on wall street The problem is wall street the problem ain't the government the problem ain't the federal reserve you know, the problem is Wall Street, global capitalism, U.S. empire, capitalism, uh, U.S. empire. And, and, and we need to raise issues like the NSA. I, mean, I would be in favor of abolishing the NSA and cutting the CIA budget by at least half. I mean, we need to have some intelligence, but this is so out of control and I have to also say that I consider this to be a great age of whistleblowing and a great age of journalism. I consider Edward Snowden and uh, Chelsea Manning and John Kirikou and the other dozen people who are in or have just been released from prison for blowing the whistle at high government levels I consider them to be global heroes human heroes, humanity's heroes because uh, we were just going around in pickled ignorance, weren't we, for a long time? Just, you know, hoping everybody, somebody was taking care of the store and everything. Well, they were sure taking care of the store, weren't they? They're probably monitoring this broadcast, this, this podcast, uh, and, uh, you know, and who knows? I mean, to, to to wiretap the phone of the German Chancellor, Angela Merkel, I mean, just, I, that is insanity to me. And something else I want to say is uh, I've learned a lot in both of these campaigns, but one thing that the firefighters are concerned about is uh, they're concerned that the first responders, you know, the fire, EMS, and law enforcement are not keeping up with the growth. And uh, I find that to be insane. I mean, if we're going to have a new development or like those those horrific student apartment complexes up you know North uh, Thirty Five, do we have enough uh, fire uh, assets, trucks, people, um, all that kind of stuff to deal with it, and and as well as for law enforcement and and uh, emergency medical services, and so I I raise that kind of thing. I don't know that I do not know that the first responders are not keeping up with growth, but I am asking the question, uh, are they able to keep up with the growth? And uh, you know, what uh, kind of factor, uh, how does that factor into the algebraic equation of this you know, unrestrained growth and development? I, I, I assert that, that, that unrestrained, unregulated, growth and development and wall street uh, that's the ideology of the cancer cell that's the ideology of the cancer cell and i think we need to not follow that ideology in san marcus or in the uh, united states
0: absolutely um, you've, you've been very vocal in uh, city government and you, there's been some instances where you had to been removed from meetings and such. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about that, and what do you think that voters will feel about that?
1: Well, I don't know what the voters will feel, but I, I will tell you that a lot of people recognize me at the HEB. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Than they, they uh, did before. Um, I the, the Planning and Zoning Commission is the most anti-democratic institution in San Marcos government, because to belong to the uh, PNZ, as it's called, uh, one has to own real estate, and one has to have owned the real estate for uh, three years. Now, I discovered this by accident last year, and I did a quick survey up and down 35 from San Antonio to Temple, and, uh, you know, Kyle, Buda, New Braunfels, you you name it, and as far afield as Tyler and San Angelo. No other city has a real estate ownership requirement to be on their PNZ. All they require is for a person to be either a resident or a registered voter or both, which is what it should be. And um, so I objected, I mean, to the meaning of the PNZ, early on that evening because they were talking about an issue and then they were going to vote on an issue and then they would let people speak, which is entirely backwards. And so I raised a citizen's point of order about that and I clarified that in fact that's what they were doing. They were going to talk about it and vote on it and then they'd let us talk about it. Well, you know, that isn't the way America is supposed to be or democracy is supposed to be. Either the membership requirement, and so um, uh, I raised that citizen's point of order, and then two hours later uh, I was arrested. And uh, uh, I was surprised to find some Guantanamo, uh, or some elements of Guantanamo in Abu Ghraib in the Hayes County Jail. Uh, You know, it's not exactly the kind of thing that you know, your ordinary white guy gets to see up close. And so, um, and I have concerns about the integrity of the lawyer, judge, enforcement, industrial complex. Uh, And in fact, I think we ought to deregulate lawyers. I think any, just like teachers, anybody that has a bachelor's degree, ought to take six weeks or whatever it is, six months of uh, some kind of legal beagle coursework and begin to be able to practice law. You know, at least do, I mean, why do we have to hire, spend 10000 or or $1,000 to hire a lawyer to write a will? And, you know, those DNRs and all that kind of thing. Or, 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 or I, I, I'm just, I, I've come to believe that the, uh, from the Supreme Court all the way down, that the judicial system, the the lawyer system, is one of the um, most dramatic and greatest impediments to freedom and liberty of human beings in the United States than uh, anything else and and I am surprised to find that having worked for many lawyers and uh, (laughs) uh, senators and and different kind of stuff um, you know I had an intrinsic respect for the law from the beginning and uh... now i just have to say that 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 my trust level in government whether it's the courts or the congress legislature city council or the executive branches my trust level is so low uh... that i actually en- encourage voters to think about voting against all the constitutional amendments and to vote against all the uh, city charter amendments because I just don't trust him as one congressman uh, said on the floor of the House that the reputation of Congress is lower than dog poop. Well, and he got thrown out too. <laughs> but uh, you know if if that's the case and people you know have such uh, a lack of trust, such pronounced mistrust of the institutions of society and of capitalism and of government. Um, then th- that I don't know what to say. I I, I mean I, you know I'm a kind of Kennedy kid uh, from the '60s, and uh, you know Eisenhower Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson and and except for the Vietnam War thing, but um, you know I just had intrinsic trust, and I could see things happening. Civil rights was happening. The Vietnam War. Protest movement was happening, uh, feminism was happening, the Stonewall gay liberation thing was happening. I mean, there are all kinds of things happening and changes going on. And then all of a sudden, about 1981 or so, uh, everything was kind of locked in place, and it's been really hard to make any kinds of changes. And so, if we're, uh, it's pretty poor if if people are limited to running less than $500 campaign for a local office or voting against all the charter amendments and constitutional amendments as a way to, to express a voice and send them a message. Uh, things are really dire. And I'm not, you know, I think global capitalism is on the verge of collapse. I think the US military empire is on the verge of collapse. Uh, I just posted on my blog, democracyweb.com, two stories, one uh, or three stories. One about the problem with uh, B, uh, die off. If, you know, if the bees go, we go. Another problem with um, uh, bacteria that resist every single antibiotic invented, and a doctor from CDC said we we're in the post-antibiotic era. And then there's a, a third one. Well, now, I, of course, I can't remember what the third one was, but, but we're facing a lot of, I mean, humanity, Homo sapiens sapiens. Are we so smart and clever enough to have engineered our own extinction by multiple means, whether it's bacteria? Or antibiotic-resistant bacteria, or global warming, or you know, nukes, or Fukushima, or nuclear bombs in the Middle East with Israel, or I'm, you know, this is a species crisis, and I'm just doing a itty-bitty bit <laughs> to try and acquaint people with the fact that not only our species, but you know, millions of others are at risk if we keep on doing what we're
0: doing. Absolutely. Um, I have a question from Twitter really quick. Um, Greg Ariano um, asked the question, is there an ordinance that could be passed to reduce the train's horn sounding off at night because it's ridiculous? Um,
1: I absolutely agree with that complaint and my solution is to get all these damn railroad tracks out of the city of San Marcos. Uh, I grew up in uh, railroad small towns in northern Ohio along Lake Erie. And every town had a railroad line, but I, I have never seen, and nor have I seen in my travels from New England to California, uh, never have I seen so many train tracks, crisscross, one city. That doesn't mean there aren't any. I mean, I don't have any evidence that there are, aren't, are no more. But uh, all these train track things are evidence of catastrophic zoning decisions you know, and sellouts to Wall Street capitalism, you know, who knows when, 50 years ago, 100 years ago? And we have zoning catastrophes, Highway 80, the Hastings area. That That's just awful. Um, the, what I call Lowe's and Interstate 35 intersection is probably the worst where the Starplex and Marshalls and all that are. Um, uh, we We seem to have a record of doing... Making catastrophic zoning decisions by this PNZ that you have to own real estate in order to be appointed to, and we have other catastrophic decisions. Um, I, I, I've, I'm one of the ones that came in 1970 to Austin to go to UT, and I kind of stayed, except you know I was in the DC area, in the Boston area, in the LA area, whatever, Dallas, Houston, whatever, uh, but. I've lived in Austin, except for those sojourns, uh, since 1970. And, and when I moved to San Marcos three years ago, nearly three years ago, I thought I just had this, this I didn't know what it was. It was kind of an inchoate feeling, and now I, I can give voice to it. I think San Marcos is uh, on the verge of making the exact same mistakes that Austin made starting in the 80s. And if I can stand up and say, look, global warming, let's not make Austin's mistakes, uh, quality of life, uh, raise up the poor. Uh, we're in a, in a very interesting age too with this new uh, Pope Francis. Uh, I'm not a Roman Catholic and I basically don't like the papacy in the Vatican uh, but this new pope has has talked movingly about the poor, and the unemployed, and uh, the idiocy of focusing on narrow issues over and over and over and over again. And I think uh, Pope Francis uh, probably. Uh, it, I'm not saying everybody should convert to whatever you know. I mean, but but even I think even atheists or Presbyterians or Buddhists or whatever. Uh, might be able to find um, some um, interesting points of view from Pope Francis that we that we might consider and that we really haven't considered since Pope John the 23rd who served in the late 50's and early 60's so I guess I'm a am a Kennedy kid and a Pope John the 23rd (laughs) kid Vatican II kid you know new uh, new frontier uh, great society Uh, but Never in my most horrific nightmares did I ever imagine America would turn out to be the way it is right here, right now, um, in 2013. This, this is, this, this, this ain't right.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think that's all the questions we have. We appreciate you coming in and talking to us. Well, thank you very Thanks much for, for having being with me. with us today. Um, And you can catch Tom Prentice at our City Council debate uh, Wednesday, October 30th at 6 p.m. in Evans Liberal Arts 116. Thanks for joining us.